the Kerry Ambassador Programme podcast series, introducing you to the community and industry leaders aiming to make Kerry a premier business events destination and a place to do business. Deirdre Devalish is General Manager of the Dingle Hub. She's an experienced community and social enterprise leader who's driven multiple projects which address the community's transition to a low-carbon society. Deirdre, you're very welcome. Thanks very much, Mary. You're currently General Manager of the Dingle Hub. Can you talk to us, first of all, about this role and what it entails? What doesn't it entail might be an easier question. This role has evolved really over the last five years. When I started first, um, it was about managing uh, a workspace, working with our client customers who wanted to rent desk and office space. But I suppose we have taken the view that we want to explore opportunities in the areas of sustainability and the digital transformation and the creative industries in Dingle. And that has led to us working closely with the community to find out what the challenges were and to identify opportunities out of that. So that has led into trying to find solutions to those challenges and resourcing them, which has given me a whole new skill set in writing funding applications, because what we discovered was there is a wealth of maybe resources available to groups who want to undertake maybe different initiatives. But we had to build a lot of skills and capacity in the area of understanding how to access those and how to draw that in. So the role has evolved over time to essentially resourcing those different initiatives, both with people and with finance. So a lot of my job at the moment is identifying those and building a profile as well for the hub. So I would do a lot of maybe attendance at conferences, presenting on webinars, engaging with national and international stakeholders, which is probably, you know, what brings me to this role as well today. So there's a lot of that. And alongside that as well, there is the day to day operations of scaling up a, a small enterprise as well, which brings its own fun and games with it. <laughs> and working and living on the Dingle Peninsula, does that inspire and motivate your work? Yeah, I love those two words, inspire and motivate. Yeah, I suppose the work that I'm doing is fully place-based. It is community um, and understanding the challenges of the area and also, I suppose, the uniqueness of the area as well and how we can work together to identify a set of tailored solutions for the, the Dingle Peninsula. So yes, it is so integral, working on the Dingle is so integral to the work that I'm doing that it is the inspiration, you know, and it is absolutely the motivation. I grew up there. I was lucky enough to grow up there. Um, I'm from a generation where our parents would have said to us, you know, you need to go, you need to get education and you need to keep going after that. There was very little opportunities back there. And I could see that that was all changing now. We have, with the advent of remote working and the, the technical tools to support that, there are many, many opportunities. And that's very exciting for me to be able to maybe change that narrative a bit or to, to work towards changing that narrative so future generations have opportunities in the area. And that's a real motivational factor for me. And Georgia, what would you say are the main advantages of living and working in Kerry? God, are there any disadvantages really? I suppose I've 
always loved living in a rural setting. I mean, you have a wonderful sense of community. I think in Kerry, uh, we have a slight edge as well in that we've always had to adapt to changing circumstances. There is an entrepreneurial spirit here. I really find that with the groups that I work with, you know, we're very much focused on finding solutions. So you are finding a lot of creativity and that, you know, I suppose leads to innovative solutions then. So I just, I love working in that atmosphere. I think here in Kerry, we've had the influence of so many visitors over the years because we are such a, you know, uh, a highly ranked tourism destination. But that has really fed into the, the culture of think it's openness it's accepting of, of different viewpoints it's looking at things from different ways and I, I think that's a fabulous advantage I mean I could list out the wonderful advantages of living in a coastal area and uh, you know in, in a rural area as well we I suppose we all saw that through the pandemic it, it is wonderful but I do think it's that culture of openness that ability to adapt that leads to innovation that's very energizing I've heard people speak about you know drawing and energy from living around here. And we are a magnet for creative people as well. And so I can see why, you know, it, it is very inspiring. It's wonderful. So I see very little disadvantages. Sometimes when I'm trying to travel, <laughs> you know, maybe to mainland Europe or, or somewhere like that, it can take a bit of, bit of time, but I'll put up with that for the few times that I do it. And regarding your work then in sustainable development, can you talk about the project that you have been working on? We took an energy focus at the very start. We sat down to do an energy master plan um, supported by the Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland. And that guided us to looking at the fact that we have 54% of our energy on the Dingle Peninsula is on transport, which is understandable. You know, we didn't at the time have much public transport available to us and there's a high dependency on private cars. But at the same time, 49% of our emissions were from agriculture. So we took the direction we're going to focus on these two areas and really work with the local community to understand what the needs were and how we could address them. So we have one wonderful project on sustainable mobility that's, a, well, I won't say about to kick off because local in Kerry have provided wonderful services for us since 2020. So there's been a lot happening on this project but last November it was announced as a, a National Pathfinder project by the Department of Transport and that means that over the next number of years we are going to identify solutions that are suitable for rural areas for sustainable mobility. We can see how e-mobility hubs and e-bikes work in an urban setting. Do we fully understand yet how they work in a rural setting? So that's very exciting. That's very visible to the community and it is changing lives. The introduction of local link bus services there, I mean, addresses social isolation. It has socioeconomic implications in a, that a lot of the businesses on the further out the peninsula are dependent on that service for their staff to get to work. And it also is an enhanced tourism experience. It's a lot nicer maybe to travel around the west of the peninsula on a local link bus than maybe take the private car. You know, you've less traffic when you do that. So all of that feeds into, I suppose, the the social fabric of the area and it's really wonderful to be part of that and on the agriculture side then from 2018 we've been working very closely with our farming community looking at multiple solutions they can see there's a lot of pressure on them at the moment to 
look at new ways to farm. There have been methods of farming up until very recently encouraged there and you have to do a whole pivot now to to address climate change challenges. So to name just a few, I suppose, we've been looking at the potential for anaerobic digestion. We have a wonderful farmer, Dinny Galvin, who is working with the hub who established the West Kerry Dairy Farmers Sustainable Energy Community. So they're all looking at energy solutions for their farming enterprise prizes, heat exchangers where they are heating hot water from the heat that comes off cooling the milk is an absolute no-brainer for that sector. It's also looking at solar PV for them and looking at the amount of agri-diesel they use. Could that be into the future replaced by biogas? So can we look at anaerobic digestion as a solution for the peninsula, which is multiple benefits. We could look at using the biogas that gets produced. So you would use um, slurry and food waste and fish waste and perhaps offal from meat processing plants. You would use those as feedstocks to produce biogas. Can you use that biogas then maybe to power our tractors, possibly to power our boats, to to power truck fleets and bus fleets on the peninsula? So it is a very circular solution for the area because you have immediate emissions reductions if you're using slurry to produce energy. Uh, Following on from what we learned through the Dairy Farmer SEC, we saw the opportunity to expand this approach into the tourism sector. So with the support of Falta Ireland, Udaras Nagaltata and Kerry County Council, and in partnership with Dingle Peninsula Tourism Alliance, we're now establishing what we're calling a tourism and hospitality SEC what we really see is that, you know, these businesses, if they're able to make informed changes to energy efficiency and management, this will really have significant environmental and economic benefits. So um, I suppose this couldn't be coming at a more timely occasion, really, to support those businesses. The other lovely project that we have is the Creative Ireland funded Kirkogina in Vunaha a creative imagining. We are partnering with the Green Arts Initiative of Ireland and MARI, the SFI Centre for Climate, Energy and Marine on this project. And what this has done is for the past year, it's been working with 10 farming families and they've been working with an embedded artist, Lisa Fingleton, to explore diversification opportunities for farm businesses. Um, The artist has really worked closely with the families to go on a journey to to explore, you know, they went on site visits to glamping enterprises, to Glenillen to take a look at, you know, producing yogurt up to the burn, looking at farming for nature um, ambassadors. So they, they've been on that journey discovering what's working on their farms, visiting each other's farms, seeing what their neighbours, their peers are doing and introducing some of those measures, be it protecting biodiversity or reducing their, their carbon emissions. There are 10 films produced from that sharing the farmer stories and one of the things that we started out with was I suppose there is a lot of polarisation between rural and urban communities and uh, we wanted to maybe change that narrative a bit and you know it would be very difficult to watch the, the 10 films of the farmer stories without having an empathy for you know trying to make this work in a rural peripheral area but it leads us to the fact, I suppose, that there are many, many opportunities 
because it's Kerry, because we have such a wonderful tourism market here, there's many, many opportunities for agri-tourism businesses and how do we explore and how do we support that and how do we encourage the relationships between the tourism sector and the agriculture sector. It's working very successfully across Europe and I just think we've only tipped the iceberg here. It's very funny to me in the people that I have been working with, many of us share a similar background where I grew up on on a farm and uh, we did bed and breakfast in the summertime back in the 80s and it would never have crossed our minds to link the farm and the tourism enterprise at all. Now, there mightn't have been much market for it back in the 1980s, but there certainly is an appetite for it now. It is a changed world. So that was a wonderful project to explore those opportunities and to see what's out there. We have a second one that is an EU project. It's called Plutus. And that is looking at diversification on farms as well. It's looking at it from a technology perspective. So it's looking at, we have uh, a number of sensor technologies on 30 farms on the peninsula. And it's looking how the data brought in from those sensors can support decision making on farms so that they can produce in a more sustainable way. They can reduce their inputs, reduce their fertiliser, reduce labour, reduce costs on farms and that this data is available to the farmers if they want to establish agri-food or agri-tourism businesses. This data is there to verify how they're doing it in a sustainable manner. So that's a snapshot of the, the many projects but you can see we've started say with energy and with agriculture and it's very closely linked with tourism now and it's important that if we are developing agri-food businesses that our farm to fork is very well developed in this county. It really is starting to embed and establish now but I think we all have to really get behind it and drive it and, and we all have to have a level of awareness of how important local food is both from a food security and a food sovereignty perspective but also to sustain our businesses and enterprises into the future and I think we can see all the research is showing the level of awareness is growing and growing of the need to address climate change and local food is a big part of that. We can see that the research is telling us that, you know, people are going to look for that from sustainable destinations in the future. And it's so important that, you know, we are such a a high ranking tourism destination that we continue to strive to be a very high ranking sustainable tourism destination as well. And that it should be a sense of what you feel when you visit the area. It should be uh, the culture that you feel here, that on every plate that we can see that it's produced locally in a sustainable manner. We should be able to tell those stories in a way that, you know, reassures the visitor that we are looking after our corner of the world here. And I think that's how we will be successful into the future as a tourism destination. And it's so important. So many other destinations are understanding this as well. So there will be stiff competition out there, but we have a we have a great starting point here in Kerry. Mm, Absolutely. And with that diversification on farms, whether it is into tourism or whether Mm. it's agri-food, it's a great way of keeping people on the land because I suppose with remote work, if you're an office type worker, you know, you can work from anywhere, whether it is in the Dingle Hub or mm. at home in your house in Lisboa or wherever it is. But when it comes to keeping people on the land, this is a great way to do it, to, to look at this diversification into tourism and food. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we could see here that, you know, farms won't sustain an income 
uh, any longer. Most of the farms that we have here, you'll find that people have off the farm jobs as well. It's the only way to support it. 26% of our employment on the Dingle Peninsula is in the category other, but that's pluriactivity. Most of the time, that is where you have either an agriculture on-farm job or a tourism job and you pair it with another office-based job, which, as you just said, the whole remote working piece, the conversation has moved on so far in the last, you know, two to three years on that. The opportunities are enormous now. I can see it in the hub every day, the different types of people that are able to work remotely. We really can have the best of every world, I suppose. Maybe it might have been seen previously as the graveyard of ambition if you were to move to a rural area, but not anymore. You, you can have it all. You can have the beautiful place to live and still build your career from an area like this. And I see many people working the land and doing that. So it's very hopeful for the future where we're coming from an ageing demographic in the agriculture sector, seeing very little hope for its future to the potential being there now that you can support on farm incomes. We did see, I suppose, case studies in Italy where maybe in the 80s they would have been very similar to us. Businesses just about sustaining incomes and they have progressed, you know, very far into agri-tourism and we did visit one farm as 150 acres and it was supporting six incomes. So I think all the farmers that were with me on that visit's jaw dropped at that, you know, there is a roadmap there. We can do it. And while we might not have thought that, you know, there was a tourism experience in visiting dairy farms back in the 80s, it most certainly is there now. Mm. And you spoke about sustainability a moment ago. And of course, in November, for the second year in a row, Kerry was ranked number 13 on the Global Destination Sustainability Index Top 30 and also number six in Europe. With your involvement then in the Kerry Sustainable Tourism Group, as well as from a business and ambassador programme perspective, can you talk about the significance then of this ranking? Yeah, it is so important that we maintain and improve on this ranking. The awareness has been raised now, so there is going to be stiff competition out there. It is great that we have achieved this ranking. So far, we're starting from a wonderful base But I think we have a job to do over the next number of years to keep pace with the developments that are going to come globally. And that's why it's so exciting to have a programme like this, that we can communicate this, we can raise the profile of all of the good work that is happening in Kerry, but to continue to drive it and get all of the sectors working together here because essentially there is a a symbiosis to sustainability of one sector, you know, depending on another and vice versa. And when it works like that, that's when you get sustainability. And what type of business event opportunities could come from Kerry's high ranking in the sustainability index? The possibilities are endless, really. A lot of my job is attending events, you know, discussing sustainability. It is the EU twin tax strategy and sustainability and the digital transformation. It's not going away anytime soon. The most important thing is knowledge sharing and networking and bringing together and case studies. So there is no shortage of events out there that we can tap into that could, of course, be delivered in Kerry what better place to have a conference like that, you know, at the heart of where sustainability can stem from the local 
the rural, the agriculture and the visitor experience. We can tie all that together. And there's an endless number of events and conferences that you could draw in on that. I attended an event last week in Germany, which was part of Green Week in Germany, which is a huge week. And it was a rural development conference over there. And we would have very similar here in Ireland too. And it makes an awful lot of sense that events like that should be out in rural areas. And yes, it might circulate around the country, but Kerry should most certainly be, uh, you know, a host to an event like that at some time. And it's not just going to be one event per annum. There will be multiples of them. And as someone who regularly attends business events, are there any you attend that you feel could have the potential to be held here in Kerry? I think quite a lot. You know, I, I attend on sustainability awards is another one. You know, many, many organisations have sustainability awards. I think events like that are very suitable for Killarney. They do need to be central. They do need to have ease of access. We have all of that. So those large national events were so well set up for that. There is no reason why they why they couldn't be held in Kerry. I see lovely potential for the Dingle Peninsula in niche areas. We've worked a lot with engaged researchers over the past number of years. You would often have symposium for them. There would be a lot of team building exercises. You know, there may be smaller conferences, but they would be wonderful events to hold. I'm, I'm looking at Dingle, but I'm sure there are other areas around the county that could look at that. For us, focusing maybe on the research type events can have a lot of knock-on effect as we have a number of, you know, maybe startups starting to emerge in the area of energy services and, and looking at sustainable merchandising when you can couple those businesses with what's emerging in the area so they can see future trends. That is a real sweet spot for us. There's a lot of potential in that, I think. Mm, absolutely. And and from that business tourism point of view, Kerry clearly has uh, many advantages, you know, top meeting spaces, hotels, the landscape and activities which you mentioned. But the county does have much, much more, which you briefly touched on there, including a growing STEM sector, for example. Mm-hmm. And while conferences obviously have huge benefits for the hotel or area that they're held in at the time, is there a way that we could further build on this, like you just mentioned there, that we can try and build and showcase particular sectors mm-hmm. and perhaps attract future investment into the county? Mm-hmm. What I love about the perhaps research piece is that looking at future trends. I think that is very important to feed into our business sector here to give you know, relevant businesses for whatever topic that we might run a conference on to give them an insight into it, for them to be involved in the conference, for them to to see future trends. I think that is absolutely important. That's that's what's happened in the in the different projects that we have run because they are, I suppose, pathfinding and they're forward looking. Once you can see the direction of travel, that's so important for a business. So again, a multitude of opportunities in that space to do that, but very, very important to to link our our local businesses with conference where the topics are, are relevant. And what kind of role do you see yourself playing within the Kerry Ambassador Programme? I think, as I said, I, I do attend a lot of these. I can certainly identify events that would be suitable for Kerry. I would be relationship building constantly with multitude of stakeholders. So I, I think I can certainly play the role to invite 
these events to Kerry to, to suggest that they be held here. Um, we are involved I- in EU projects. You know, there would be opportunities for us to host events ourselves to host them here to invite partners to attend uh, to, to visit Kerry uh, for the events and to draw down maybe the budgets associated with that so I'd like to think I can play my part to, to, to bring in those events And could you see sustainability being our trump card then for Kerry that you know with the county becoming a, a global sustainable business hub Yeah absolutely I think we have to work at it you know as it keeps saying there will be stiff competition everyone is going to want to do this but we have an advantage at the moment in what's already there the structure that is already there the way people are working together you have the Kerry Sustainable Tourism Federation and you have the Kerry Convention Bureau here so we have a number of very strong groups working here together um, already and we need to keep building on that so as long as we keep pace and keep ahead of the the trends, then we can really make the most of this. But I suppose the big message is there's no resting on our laurels here for this. (laughs) Yeah, because I suppose sustainability on a general level is is becoming more important for everyone. It's not just particular groups. Absolutely. You know, the the awareness is out there. I think when people visit a destination now, it's going to become, you know, increasingly more prevalent that they will look at, well, what's the impact I am having? on visiting a particular destination. I I love to think that, you know, we could have, uh, you know, a catchphrase or a slogan that says, you know, you look after your carbon footprint getting here, we'll look after it while you're here. You know, so that they really feel that they can still take a holiday, take a break, enjoy it and enjoy it maybe with uh, knowing that they're not having a heavy impact on the environment when they do. So I think that's going to become increasingly important into the future. And uh, it mightn't be everyone at the moment, but that's certainly the trend and the way things are going. And do you think that business tourism that the Kerry Ambassador Programme can attract can lengthen the tourist season and, and keep people working in hospitality and Kerry employed all year round? Completely. I, I, and I see it happening in Dingle. I mean, if we if we were to explore, you, I mean, you can see it in the conferences that are already taking place. But if you were to explore additional ones on top of that, they all want to look at the shoulder season. So you are, you're booking perhaps in November or in April or May for those. And, and that's exact where they're ideally placed. You you wouldn't be running these, I suppose, in, in July, in July and August. So that it goes without saying that to, you know, attract these type of events and this type of business tourism is in the shoulder season and that just extends it and it makes a more stable base for everyone in employment in the sector I think and we see we see it already happening in, in Dingle with the different events I suppose it is through the festivals and then you have maybe a conference and it all stretches the season out so I can see it happening. Mm-hmm. And Georgia, finally, before we finish up, you know, you say that much work has to be done to keep up our ranking on that global sustainability index, but that Kerry can become a global sustainable business hub. And you think research events are that key. That's something that we could really target. I think it's one of the things, certainly. It's it's an area that we have focused in on in the past number of years uh, in on the Dingle Peninsula. So I can see the opportunities in there. I'm sure it's not the only one there. 
you know, but it, it really is. It helps to identify future trends and helps position us where, where we need to be. Um, it, it's enthusing for businesses to see, you know, where things are going when, when they understand, you know, the different research. It's important maybe to build relationships with different researchers so we can progress ideas with them. For us, it, you know, it's important that we build collaborations and we might go for funding proposals with, with different researchers, but it all helps to feed into the whole innovation cycle. Well, dear look, thanks so much for sitting down and talking with us today. You're very welcome. Thanks, Mary. The Kerry Ambassador Programme, driving economic growth through business events and investment opportunities and raising Kerry's profile as a global business hub. For more, visit kerryconventionbureau.com forward slash Kerry Ambassador.